Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. This week, we are continuing our discussion on websites. Uh, Last week, we were kind of talking about a lot of the problems that people have with websites. And this week, we're back with good news. Uh, Everyone has a crappy website before they have a really good one. And we're going to talk to you about how to build a really good website site this week. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. And as I said last uh, week, it's it certainly is a topic that makes everybody a little nervous because we all, even if we have a really a good website that we're happy with, we know there's some problems with it or there's something we have yet to do or something we want to tweak or whatever. It's just right. sort of a never ending right. process. <laughs> and that, that is a good reason to do it yourself. Um, you know, it's very, very helpful to have a professional do it. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, there's always something that you want to mess with a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to be able to know how to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, I think. If, and if you have someone else do it, I think you become, it becomes a collaborative project in which you perhaps accept some things that aren't perfect, but, you know, it's like, yeah, you can't, you can't mess and tweak with everything or you'll drive the person crazy. Right, so. right. <laughs> but, you know, if you have, if you're happy with it and it, it it's good, I, I, I would say maybe it's not the solution for people that are very perfectionistic because somebody else doing it there probably always will be some little things that are bothering you and you don't want to make a big deal about it. Well, and that's why in general, I don't build websites for other people. I build websites for myself, my own businesses, but I don't really do them for other people because I've run into that myself where yeah. people, they always want something a little bit different. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've spent a lot of time, you know, learning how to do marketing and, and stuff correctly. Um, and, uh, you don't want to tell the customer that they're wrong, but you know, sometimes they're wrong, <laughs> they they're wrong a wrong. lot of times. and and i also want to say i work with a very wonderful person who just you know he's very responsive and very um uh open to ideas and gives me ideas and all that so yeah the people that build a business out of building websites for other people they are saints oh my god you know it's really it is they have to be they have to be So, it, but you know, it can be hard to find that person and, right. and find that person that you can afford as well. So, yeah. um, that we are going to spend some time today talking about doing it yourself. Um, and I guess before we get into that, we ended the podcast last time with kind of a, a laundry list of things that aren't so good in a website. <laughs> We didn't want to leave everybody with a on a downer note, like, oh, that sounds like my website, you know. Um, but it is the result of looking at lots of websites. I just certain things I just notice over the years or over the many times I've looked at them. And I'm probably everybody listening to this has had the same experience for you. You run into some that are, you know, just need to be redone. And it's worse. The worst thing is when somebody just tells you they have a brand new website and you look at it like, oh, really? Hmm. Okay. Uh, and you know, there's no one size fits all either. So people, you know, it's, it's, you know, personal choice about a lot of this stuff. Right. Right. But I, I guess we wanted to start out this time by, by saying, you know, what, what are the good things? What, what should you be doing? And they, they relate to what we were saying with the bad because, you know, sort of the opposite, but really, um, your site should be quite simple, easy to navigate and, and clean. Uh, you can get a lot of information on there 
You really can, but you have to be careful about uh, how you do that, um, how it's laid out, how much you have on any button that somebody's going to click. And usually you try to avoid something where somebody has to scroll and scroll and scroll to see everything. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know when I was doing mine, I, I had some ideas and my guy would say, well, I think we should probably have another page for that. And it can be a page within a page. It doesn't have to be its own button, but it separates things out enough so that um, it's not cluttered in any one place. Right. And another good place to, to put things that you're, you want to include on your website, um, but you don't want to have it as a menu item and yes. then have your menu cluttered with things. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes good to put that just in the footer at the uh, bottom of that, oh, right. of that homepage. Um, there's usually some space there where you can, where you can put some more links and things like sure. that. Sure. Yes. Um, without having to clutter up the feel of your, of That's your page. That's very true. Especially above the fold. That, that, image that loads up when you load up their your website and mm -hmm. you don't do any scrolling yet that needs to be very clean it mm -hmm. needs to have just um you know people need to be able to look at that and see okay this person's an artist this is the kind of art they do here's where i can go to look at more of it and mm -hmm. that's really all you want above the fold yeah and i know my current website does have um it's done with squarespace and down at the bottom it has images of the podcast. It has our logo for the podcast. It has Squeegee Press, I think. Did we put that on there yet? We're going to. <laughs> <laughs> it has my blog. You know, and and so those things don't have to be their own buttons. Like I say, they're just they're just pictures at the bottom. And so people can click on them. And um, you know, I think it's fine to write some stuff about your work. Uh I have different pages with different bodies of work and I have a very short description at the top that just kind of says where the ideas came from for this particular work if they're interesting I mean I wouldn't necessarily think you had to do it for everything but if it's a series that had a conceptual idea behind it or a show that had a, a theme then I think it's interesting to put a little bit of um, info on there about it so in general about that every all the work on that page and we talked last week about grouping your work in interesting ways so it's sort of they're sort of like little mini exhibitions you know right right uh they're not just um everything 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 <laughs> they're they're curated um if you have questions about which pieces to put on it's it's fine to ask you know somebody that you trust to say you know, this piece is better than this one because we don't always see that in our own work. Right. And and the hard truth about your audience, the people who are clicking through your website, is that most people are not going to read every word you write. They're going to look at each page for maybe five seconds. Um, and so you need to be able to convey as much as possible with without overwhelming people and you and you don't want to overwhelm people with text especially no. um i think when you when there's a there's a clear image of a painting right and then maybe there's some words to the side that's fine people don't have to read the words yes if people want to go looking for more information you want to have that available to them yeah um but the overall look of the website should be should be minimalist and it should be very visual should right be lots of lots to look at but not too much and variety to look at, right. but not too much. <laughs> so again, you know, I, I used the analogy before about 
you're you're it's almost like you're creating little exhibits of your own work on these different pages and to call the pages something interesting um to give the people something to click on i i don't know how many uh websites i've been to where there was nothing in the description of the page that really made me want to click it it might just say um i don't know um gallery one or portfolio one or it might say oil paintings but well you know is there something else that you could say besides oil paintings is there is there a theme to the work that you're putting up there well and and page descriptions are actually very important for what's called seo which is search engine optimization Uh Um, and you really want to have some keywords in your in your descriptions uh for your pages that are going to draw traffic from google uh-huh. Um, you so know, you think it's better to have something like oil paintings? Um, you you want to have something like that, but maybe not just that. Are you talking about, so when you hover your, your mouse or your cursor over something and there's like a little... Oh, no, that, you should have the the medium and everything. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about the description of the page. Right, like The okay. button that, that would say, click on me and see something really interesting. Yeah, uh, in terms of button text, it should just be, you know, like as simple as possible. Just oh, okay. paintings, yeah. you know. Um, people- but then within that, like if... You know, if you have a page that has from a certain show, you could put the name of the show on there. Or right, right. Yeah. And when you're building your website in the back end, there's there's page descriptions and you want to be putting words in there. Um, you want to write it because some people are going to, to read that. Like real people are going to read that, not just web bots that are, yes, you yes, know, yes. Um, but so you want to have it something that reads like a sentence, you know, uh-huh. not just like lists of keywords. Yeah. But you want to fit as many keywords that people are searching for into those page descriptions as right, possible so right. that people, when they're searching for you on Google, can find you. Right. And and the guy I worked with walked me through that, right. how, to, how to word it so that um, it would come up. And it would say enough when people did Google it that they'd see what it what it was. And right. So, yeah. There's a and lot there's some that. really good articles online on search engine optimization. If you if you just search for that, um, you'll find some really good information on how to how to make your your web page more visible mm-hmm. uh, to people who are who are not necessarily searching for you specifically, but searching for work like yours. Right. So and and I wanted to mention a few optional ideas that some people have on their websites that I think are, are good and interesting. So you want the basics, of course. You want your work. You want some biographical information, including where you live. Um, and you want uh, probably some sort of statement. You can do, if you have a good resume and you want it on there, you can do that as a downloadable uh, a PDF. So it's just a link. So So it doesn't have to take up space on your website it can be something people can download and print out or just look at and it's it's kind of dry info really so um i kind of like it hidden a little bit um although you can have something saying uh you know selected collections or something that's visible but um the whole thing doesn't need to be visible so that's that's an option that i kind of like um how do you feel about uh email list signups oh yeah you should do that yeah that uh there should be a, a, a link to click to join my mailing list. Yeah. And you can do that on your contact page. Um, you can have a news page. And that 
that's uh, a place where you can say, I'm having this exhibit, or I, I had this artist residency, or I'm teaching this workshop, or whatever it is. And that, so that's something that would have to be updated pretty often to right. be current, because you don't want that to be out of date. And, and to me, that's almost more stuff that should go out to your email list. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe you want to have a page on your website where you can post that stuff as well. Yeah, um, well, you can, a lot of the email lists you can create an archive link and you can put that link on there okay so if you send out a newsletter with all your info um you can have your newsletter link on yeah there. In, in the business world usually when you t- you have some kind of incentive to get people to sign up for your email list you say hey i'll give you this pdf with mm. you know uh some useful information you know yeah, and you it's know, called I, a, uh, an ethical bribe and i'm not sure how that would really work in the art world without seeming gimmicky or i'm afraid it would I, I have seen that but yeah. i think people sincerely want when they sign up for your mailing list and you know people do all the time they just they want to well and what we say all the time in our in our closing on this website is to stay up to date on events and book signings and openings yeah and there's plenty of people who who want that information yeah. um yeah. and i i like the fact that you know when people sign up for my mailing list they they chose it they wanted to do right. it for their own reasons and so i don't have to feel bad about sending them something <laughs> now and then i should do it more i suppose um so uh so those uh the news page a pdf resume download pictures of your work um in if it's been purchased and you get a picture of it hanging in a public building or a house we talked about this last week um that's that's a nice page you can do that as as one page and have some of those or pictures of a of an exhibit um, if you have any publications or you, you have, you have been written about like a review, that can be a page, uh, press that's usually called or publications. And sometimes people, I think it's kind of nice. People put some pictures of their studio on there. I don't have that on mine. Um, it's way too messy, right? But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we, we've got a few of those pictures on the <laughs> Attached to the messy studio. <laughs> yes, it's epic. But um, I think, you know, a lot of times people do like to see an artist studio. So that's a kind of an interesting thing you could do. So, I mean, all those are optional. You don't need them. Um, they can be done very professionally and cleanly and work just fine. And they could make your website have some depth to it. You know, so if somebody is really interested in your work, they can they can linger. They can look at things and, and learn more. And... Um, I think uh, when you, you should have some type of artist statement on there, and again, we talked touched on this last week. Not not overly personal, focused on your work, avoiding you know overblown art speak. I guess everybody knows that. But yeah, we did a whole episode. Yeah, on art we statements. did. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, something that if somebody doesn't know your work and they could read in maybe two paragraphs, two th- two three paragraphs what it's about that's that's important to have on there i think a pretty visible and a short bio just kind of telling a little bit about yourself and you can these uh the bio can be in the third person or the first person but it's probably a little more professional in the third person um i i feel like most much writing on a what too much writing on a website that's done in the first person takes away from its professionalism right so um, anyway, those are those are tips and things. I mean, keeping it clean, keeping it s- as simple as possible. But if you want a lot of information on there, 
thinking about how to divide it up so that it's not overwhelming? Um, so I think we should talk a little bit about platforms and yes, options for people. Absolutely. Um, you said that your website is built on Squarespace. Mm -hmm. And uh, my understanding is that Squarespace is a pretty straightforward way to build a website. It seems to be. I mean, I of course, I had somebody do it for me. But um, I think there were options that I really appreciated, such as a button for my blog. And then it'll always have my most recent blog post that right. can be clicked on um, most recent Messy Studio most recent Instagram photos, and those are all just links at the bottom. Um, yeah, and, and I believe that, that those are fairly easy to do with um, with Weebly as well. I know it's easy to do with Wix. Um, my, my experience is, is with Wix and with WordPress, so those mm -hmm. are options that I can talk about. Yeah, why don't you? Because, I, you know, like I said, I didn't do the Squarespace. I, I know that um, my, my person settled on it. Uh, after we talked a little bit about both Squarespace and um, WordPress, and I guess he kind of preferred Squarespace over WordPress. But. Right. And and Wix is very similar to Squarespace. Um, both of them have some limitations in terms of uh, integrations with, with other platforms. Uh -huh. um, we have uh, uh, the Messy Studio website. Um, MessyStudioPodcast.com um, is uh, is set up on Wix, and and we do our uh, merch store is uh, is supported on Etsy, and Etsy integrates very easily with Wix. Although, um, if you if you go over to uh, MessyStudioPodcast.com and and click on the merchandise store, and you do that on your phone, um, it'll navigate you over to Etsy in order to to view the merchandise. Um, on a desktop, that that displays right right in the website mm -hmm. um uh, but the, i both squarespace and wix um have some issues in terms of integrating with other sales platforms um if uh, most artists are not going to be using a sales platform like that although for some things um you know etsy is going to be a good option for people um there i have a friend who's an illustrator and he does a lot of um like t-shirt designs and posters and things yeah, like that I, I think there's a fair number of people that use etsy for sort of a uh, a minor line of their work, maybe right. some uh, small work or right. uh, cards or something that they do as kind of a, another income right. scheme. Yeah. Um, but there, there are other sales platforms that, that people use, um, like uh, uh, Shopify. Um, and uh, in Shopify, you can build a whole website in there, but it's it's a platform that's very focused on on just selling merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not that very well suited for just an artist page. Right. There's There's better ones that are for artists right yeah. and and uh one thing i noticed when i was setting up um messystudiopodcast.com through wix is that they do have a template um for artists and i ended up using one that was kind of for like a radio show and then modifying it to fit more for a podcast i was surprised that they didn't have a podcast template <laughs> um, get with the time i know right but they're a, a fairly new platform and they're adding new features all the time um and they do also have uh a uh a feature called artificial design intelligence that ends up building most of the website out for you. And then you can just go in and change what you mm. want to change. So you just upload your pictures and it. Yep. And it just, it 
you know, you end up adding text where you want to add text and, and changing oh. things as needed. But basically the whole website layout was just done for me. Oh, um, wow. And so that's, that's a very powerful tool. And I was actually very, uh, very satisfied with the results. I needed to change a few things, of course, in order to make it fit for what we were doing. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was very quick and easy to set up. Um, and so I, I, for people who are looking for like a very easy option where they're just, you're just kind of dragging and dropping things where you want them on the website and uploading your photos and you're done. Uh, Wix is a really, really good option and for that's people. W I X, right? Yeah. Wix. And, yeah. and you can, you can set up your Wix site by just going to, uh, messystudiopodcast.com and, uh, we're going to have a little button there for you. Um, and it's not, it's not a very expensive one anyway. No, right? it, the way it, it ended up being, I think we ended up paying for, uh, the whole year at once. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up being like a couple hundred bucks which pretty much any website you're set up is going to be around that price range. It's going to be like two to three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but they do also have like monthly plans where um, you know it's just a few bucks a month to to keep yeah. your website going. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's a really really good option for you if can you're you, if you're new to building websites and you want to have something that's just super user friendly. Can you add um, pages? You know, if you yeah. decide you want a news page or oh, want, absolutely, yeah, yeah, okay. it's it's and it's super easy. Um, and, uh, and if you ever have any trouble with it, um, there's really good support for it. You can either just go to YouTube and, you know, search for somebody who's showing you in their screen how to do whatever you want to do. Um, or there's, uh, there's very good support. Hmm. Um, so I, 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 that's the direction I would send most people who are just looking for like a really straightforward, easy to set up website. That's going to look really good. Yeah. And, and you, the URL is whatever you, your name, whatever. It doesn't right. have Wix in the URL or anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, when you first set the page up, you can build the whole thing without paying a cent. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's just going to, and it's going to be at, um, uh, there's, it's like a Wix domain. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that you can build the whole website like that and then transport for it to a domain, uh, when you, uh, um, uh, when you buy your premium plan, mm-hmm. um, so that that's a that's a really good option for people. The other option that I would recommend is WordPress, and uh, WordPress is going to be integrated into whatever kind of hosting service you want. There's Bluehost, there's GoDaddy, um, there's a bunch of really good hosting services out there, um, and uh, and basically you're gonna you're gonna buy a hosting plan, and then you're going to integrate WordPress into that. And WordPress is a very very powerful building tool. Um, absolutely everything integrates with it. If you're using WooCommerce, if you're using Shopify, Etsy, um, uh, big cartel, anything that you want to integrate into WordPress, it's done. It's, uh, it's Hmm. very, very powerful. The, the flip side of that is that it's more complicated to set everything up. Um, and you might end up spending more money by the time you put in all the plugins that you want to use and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Wix is for people that um, haven't done it before. Right, yeah, right. If yeah. you're if you're at all nervous about setting up a website and you just want something that's going to look good and be really easy to set up, and you're not concerned if like it doesn't have quite the functionality of uh, of of a, a different kind of like WordPress will do absolutely anything you want it to do. You know, and so if you want that that ability to mm-hmm. to have just infinite customization of your website, then WordPress is the way to go. Um, and if you want something that's going to be easier to set up, it's going to do everything that you really need it to do, um, and it's going to be a cheap option. Wix is is the so way you if go. you have a website already right. and you have yourartistname.com, 
Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, wow, this really needs an overhaul. Right. So you, you go to the, one of these other places like Wix and you Yeah, if you it. already have a domain, you can transfer anything can. over to an existing yeah. domain. And then you just you just end your hosting on the one that you were before. Right. Yeah. And I and I haven't transferred anything to an existing domain before. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm sure that it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that if you look at your existing website and you really feel like there's enough issues with it, um, that dealing with it as it is, is a problem. Maybe it's a refreshing thing to just right. start over. <laughs> right. And and every time I've built a website, um, there's been a, an option for I already have a domain. Yeah. And so yeah. I, you know, I would assume you just click I already have a domain. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you don't, if you haven't done anything, the first thing is to get a domain name, right? Yeah, and uh, purchasing a domain name is is usually going to be done. Um, y- there are options for purchasing domains either through a hosting service, or I believe that Google actually has a uh, a way to purchase domains. Um, but uh, it, typically, you're just going to do that as part of the website building process. Oh, okay. So Wix would walk you through that, anyway. Right? Yeah, and Wix um, does it when you sign up for the premium plan. Um, you can you can build the whole thing in Wix's, you know, it'll be like dot Wix site or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then when you when you go to sign up for your premium plan, um, there's a it'll walk you through creating a domain name. And it, it only takes a, f- a few seconds. Yeah. You just type it in and it checks to make sure it's available. And you I mean, you could start you could start simple and you could start with whatever paintings you have right now. <laughs> right. And it gets something going. Yeah. If you either don't have anything or what you have is really cumbersome and out of date, um, it's probably time to just start over. Like I said at the start of this episode, everybody has a crappy website before they have a good website. <laughs> yeah. So it's best to just, you know, grab that that hosting service, you know, either um, set up WordPress or set up Wix, um, you know, grab that domain name. Uh, and then take your time building it out mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, make sure that you're happy with it. And I know one of the things we said in the, the last week's episode was some people really hate this stuff, no matter how easy it is. Right. Um, and yet, financially, they need to do it themselves because yes. it, it's pretty expensive. I mean, I would say um, probably $1,500 to get somebody to build it. Yeah, you're talking anywhere between one and $10,000 to build a website. <laughs> well, 10000 would be pretty high. And yeah. I mean, I've I've had it done and, and totally revised several times and it was around 1000 Yeah, uh, $1,000 is, is, is the kind of base starting point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you... If you want to, if you need to do it yourself, it's like, it's like so many other things that you put off like taxes or whatever. If you just say, I'm going to sit down and do this for an hour and okay, anybody can do, you can do anything for an hour. So you, you sit down, do it for an hour and maybe after an hour, you like, actually, that was kind of interesting. I'm on a roll. I'm going to keep going. But I find with a lot of those 
kind of burdensome tasks that if I can just get myself going. Yep, just get started with it. I mean, I guarantee if if you just if you just go to Wix and start building, you pick a theme, you start uploading some images. So, it sounds kind of fun. Actually. You start moving things around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before you know it, you'll be like, oh, you know, how how can I make this this front page really work well? You know, uh, and you'll be you'll be reading about like you know web design and stuff, and and uh, three or four hours later, you know, you'll be like, wow, time flew really fast and I have this really good looking website. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's totally inspiring, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can have like a really like functional basic website in under an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. No one has any excuses anymore. They just don't. Yeah, and it's and it's fun. Once you get started, once you get started with the design element of it, you're you're gonna get those creative juices flowing and you're gonna say, Oh, I wonder if I can do this. I wonder if I can do yeah. this. And you and your motivation really is you want people to see your work and you want it to look really good on there. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that showcases your work better aside from an ex- exhibition than a good website. So, you know, it's like we gotta do it. Yeah, and you know what? This this just occurred to me. I'm I'm actually going to encourage our listeners. If you have a website and you want feedback on it, um, you know, post it in the comment section when we post this episode on Facebook, and uh, we'll take a look at it. Other artists will take a look at it, and we'll give oh, you friendly feedback. That's a good idea. You know, and we'll try to give you some feedback in terms of what you can improve, um, what you're doing right. And, uh, you know, if you're, especially if you're building yourself and you're just not sure, does this look good or not? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and there's always things that we can improve. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that I'll look back at, uh, you know, messy studio podcast.com in a couple months and be like, Oh, I need to, I need I to redesign a bunch of this stuff. It's always a work in progress. Yeah, I got way too many buttons in that upper right hand corner. <laughs> I'm already thinking that, but <laughs> well, so yeah, so we, we need to mention again that we do have a new website that Ross designed on Wix and it's got actually has a stuff you can buy like with our logo or a photo that I took in my studio of messy paint yeah and and i uh i spruced that photo up a little bit it's (laughs) (laughs) you did i'm like whoa neon colors (laughs) but so so you can get this this photo on things like leggings and phone cases and (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we're it's kind of fun we're kind of excited so if you love the messy studio you know wear our logo we love it (laughs) or put it on your coffee mug (laughs) All right. Well, I I think that that about wraps up this. Do you have anything else you want to add or? Um I think just, you know, take a deep breath and and be objective about your own website and is it time to do something? Yeah, I mean, if if you if you're even thinking like, "Uh, oh, my website might need some work." Like, I guarantee it needs some work. <laughs> um and if and if you're looking for any kind of advice or or help with it, like I think I think if people start posting things in the comment section on this on this episode, oh, that's a good idea. Other people will have lots of of ideas for yeah. you and and we'll try to give our feedback as well. All and, right. Um, so I think that'll be a good useful tool for our listeners. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's easy to neglect and, uh, it's absolutely vital for your art business to have a good looking website. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that about wraps up this episode of the messy studio. You can find the messy studio on Facebook as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com as well as www.rebeccacroll.com and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. 
please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space. Messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>